0: welcome back to another episode of the heroes show the podcast that delves into the world of personal growth men's mental health and mindset i'm your host nelson and today i will be talking about creating your own luck let me just start by saying this you need to believe in yourself even when others don't Let me repeat that you need to believe in yourself even when others don't sometimes those around you they don't have the same vision as you they can't see it they can't understand what your dreams are about where you're trying to go and that's okay but the truth is most people don't want to see you win they say they do but they don't because once you start winning once you rise above them they don't like it because no one likes to be left behind and that's the truth Let me just share a quick personal story with you. Look, I sucked at school. I think I shared this before in uh, in previous podcasts. I sucked at school. I was not interested at all. School sucked. Actually, I still have nightmares today that I'm in the classroom and I'm panicked. That's how bad it was. Look, let me just say in year five, uh, by the time my mom noticed, I had missed 40 classes. And as a result, I flunked the year. I'm laughing but it sucked at the time school sucked again I never even even studied nor I never was never asked about homework by my parents I'm not really sure my father was at the time but my mom she had two jobs a day job night job and I usually used to spend the nights on my own at at the at the the house or the flat or the unit whatever you want to call it depending on where you are the apartment uh, or the studio I was on my own all the time anyway and I repeated year five imagine You repeat year five, and I repeat uh, again year seven. And then I, I think I did year seven twice, and then I went to year eight and I dropped out. I was done. And then the pressure was on. If you're not at school, you go get a job, find a career, fair enough. My parents were adamant that I should go work for the council as it was a secure job. I remember them saying this to me. They advised me to go get a job with the council collecting bins. I don't know if uh, many of you remember, but back in the day, the rubber trucks used to have a couple of guys hanging on the back and dumping the bin content, the contents into the, the back of the truck. That was the job. That wasn't. I was like, nah, no way, not for me. They didn't like that, but I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. So I went from job to job for a few years, maybe a couple of years. I worked for an IT company for a while when I was 17. I worked in construction as an apprentice, uh i worked at a photocopy kiosk that was okay uh man but like i was 18 years old and then i worked at a club the dopest nightclub in lisbon it was nuts that was cool there was drugs there was girls there was house music it was wild i think i was 19 or 20 years old oh it was insane but anyway after a couple years in the nightlife i went to london where I worked in several bars and restaurants but it was clear to me that hospitality was not for me it was just a paycheck I looked at my managers they were cool amazing people don't get me wrong but I didn't, it didn't inspire me to be in their shoes not that there's anything wrong with working in hospitality or being in hospitality executive or a manager not at all it's just it's not something I wanted to do that's all so as a result of being uninspired, I did not take my job seriously. I remember saying, we're not saving lines here. We're just making drinks because I used to work in the bar. <laughs> the interesting thing is here that is that even though I did not take my job seriously, I did a good job. I worked hard. I used to show up earlier to just to help out. Maybe, look, maybe because of the time, maybe because most of the time I was high. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I think it was also because I had a really good relationship with my colleagues and we became friends and that kept me there my team uh, there were three or four of us boys that ran the the bar and we worked hard and my managers liked us they liked me even though sometimes I was a pain to manage and they covered my ass a lot of times man I messed up a lot of times and they showed me love and gave me a lot of second chances and for that I am grateful but anyway <clears throat> I believe that I could achieve more and was meant for more I was suffering in silence. I was compensating with alcohol, coke, MDMA, the list goes on. I was scattered. I was around, I was maybe 26. I was all over the shop. So I decided to go finish high school. Remember, I dropped out. I didn't complete year eight when I was 17. So the age of 28, I went back. When I made this decision, I was mocked. I was laughed at. By some of my colleagues not the bartenders but also some of the, my close friends they laughed at me i remember the same guys that laughed at me they laughed at me first they followed my footsteps they went to university they did really well better than me and today they have high paying jobs but the reason i'm sharing all this is because even though i did not know what i wanted from life What I wanted to do with my life, I did know what I did not want. And that was working in hospitality. (laughs) And that's, (coughs) excuse me, and that's a start. So I decided to go finish high school, to go to university, to change, to give new things a try, take a new path, take a leap of faith, and create my own luck. And halfway through my degree, I was offered an internship at the Bank of Brazil in London, which I didn't take at the time. Because i was dumb because at the time i wasn't smart enough to realize that this was the universe offering me an opportunity for taking a leap of faith for working hard but anyway that brings me to today's episode if you are suffering if you think you meant for more if you believe there's another way you have to believe in yourself you need to take the leap you have to change yourself first for things to change. Don't think for a second that you can bury your head in the sand and someone else will come to fix your shit. Someone else will come to save you. No, you have to do it. Here's the thing. The moment you start looking around and realize that opportunities are all around you in front of you, the sooner you will also realize that success depends entirely upon you. You have to seize the opportunities. You create your own luck. Once you believe it's possible, once you set goals, you will attract the right people and the opportunities into your life because you're searching and those who search, find. And this is how you can do it. This is how you can create your own luck. Number one, you have to acknowledge and accept that something needs to change and there is a better way you have to believe it's possible for you even go man go look at yourself in the mirror and repeat it is possible i can change i have the power (coughs) excuse me to change my circumstances i'm really passionate about this because i did it number two is know what you want or what you don't want if you're stuck in a job you hate you know what you don't want that's not it and this if you really want to know what what you want and what you don't want what you can do is ask yourself what does success look like to me what is my ideal life what do i want how much money do i want to make what areas of my life am i not happy about do i have a crazy wife do my kids look at me like i'm a fucking fat slob and i'm always stinking at booze in the morning is that the example i want to show my kids am i happy about that no fucking change it number three is you set goals once you know what you want to change you set goals with actionable steps start small if you don't go to the gym for example if you don't go to the gym right now don't go nuts and say i want to i want to have a six pack in the next two weeks no just say next week i'm going to the gym three days and you do that and then the following week you do it again so you start small if you want to stop drinking for a while if you drink like three times a week, if you like to get pissed up on the weekend, and you're fed up with that shit, you promise to yourself no alcohol for the next thirty days. You start small, and then you increase. Number four is you: your habits need to align with your goal. Don't think for a second that um, you're trying to. Let's say you don't want to drink; you want to stop drinking. Don't go to the pub and hang out with your friends they are all drinking because that's that's just you setting yourself up for failure simple as that if your goal is to go to the gym three times next week don't stay playing video games until 2 a.m or watching Netflix no go to bed early so you wake up tomorrow and you follow through on your word you need to be a promise keeper you need to be a man of your word number four is you write and recite your goals you write them down and you recite them first thing in the morning. That's the first thing you look at. Not your phone, not Instagram, not Facebook, all, all the other bullshit. You pick a piece of paper, write your goal, and you, you recite it out loud. Otherwise, it will be forgotten as soon as life comes at you. We all know what it's like. We're all busy. We have kids. We have wives. We have families, Our jobs. They, everyone's pulling you and everyone needs your attention and your time. You write it down so you want you remind yourself throughout the day you write your vision and make it plain i'm going to repeat that you write your vision and you make it plain simple number six you quitting is not an option when you go into this quitting is not an option you need to associate your goals with emotions good and bad what i mean by that is Ask yourself, what do I have to gain and how will this affect those around me? What do I have to gain by changing my life around and how will that affect those around me? And more importantly, what do I have to lose and how will that hurt those around me? And what is the best for me if you don't change? I'm going to give you an example. If you don't change your diet, if you don't stop drinking you might not be able to to go to your daughter's uh, not funeral obviously your daughter's wedding you might not be able to go to your son's wedding think about that you need to to go into this with the mindset is do or die because I am not going back to the old days you need to promise yourself additionally I highly recommend you stop prioritizing the things you cannot replace in life And those are usually the things we get for free. And what do I mean by that? Let me explain. This is actually an interesting aspect of human behavior. We often assign greater value to material possessions that can be easily replaced. Like our cars, our houses. We all need cars and houses. That's fine. And watches. But what happens is we neglect the intangible aspects of our lives that cannot be so easily substituted. By this I mean that we often overlook the significance of our health, our bodies, our physical and mental health, our relationships with ourselves and those around us. So when it comes to possessions, like what I I said, cars, houses, watches, we tend to place emphasis, considerable emphasis actually on their value and invest a significant amount of time, energy and resources in acquiring and maintaining them. And that's because These items represent symbols of success, status, personal style. However, it is important to recognize they are ultimately replaceable. If a car breaks down, you can get a new one. If a house becomes outdated, you move into a different one. You do a reno, a renovation, you paint it. If a watch gets lost or damaged, check the time on your phone. Or, if it's an expensive watch, claim it on insurance. On the other hand, the aspects of our lives that cannot be easily replaced are often undervalued and over- overlooked or overlooked, excuse me, our health. For instance, it's something we tend to take for granted until it's compromised. We, we, we may neglect healthy habits, ignore warning signs like being overweight or prioritize other aspects of life over our well-being, yet once our health is compromised, it becomes clear how essential it is, and how challenging it can be to restore it. Similarly, our bodies, which serve as vessels for our experiences and interactions in the world, go underappreciated. Let me tell you a quick story. Actually, <clears throat> um, I went away. I went away recently. I went to Fiji, and I was in a resort, and I was looking around you around me. Man, there was a lot of big dudes there. There was a lot of big dudes there, like big people. Not, not many, a few. So I look I look excuse me, on one side, and there's this massive dude, man. He must have been 140 kilos, and not, and not much muscle, totally that. And this guy it was a buffet breakfast. Man, he must have fed he must have had three plates of food and then at the end he went back and got some pastries and donuts even the guy across he was on the table was laughing at him and shit. so this is one guy and then I looked to the other side and there's this dude he must have been like 50 years old he was in a wheelchair he had no legs and I mean no legs he had no arms he had these things these like claws to like hold on to his, uh, his utensils and like a spoon or something to eat his food with these two kids there they must have been like 11 or something 10 or 11 years old man this guy you can't even play with these kids in the pool you can't even run around with these kids and on the other side there's an able-bodied man that's just abusing his body it is it's crazy you know we we subject we subject our bodies to neglect abuse bad habits and vices without fully considering long-term consequences only when we face the limitations for example another example can be like diabetes for example obesity this is when we realize the value of taking care of our bodies and the difficulty in restoring the optimal condition for example it's common knowledge that it, it is easier to put on weight especially fat than it is to lose it it is easier to get diabetes than it is to reverse it (coughs) excuse me but that's because of comforts that we, we we indulge in another critical aspect we tend to overlook is the quality of our relationships look both with ourselves and with others We may become so engrossed in the pursuit of material possessions and external achievements that we neglect to cultivate and nurture these essential connections. Our relationship with ourselves in terms of self care, self reflection, self reflections and self compassion is often overshadowed by external demands and, you know, social pressures likewise our relationship with loved ones friends your kids and colleagues may suffer when we prioritize gaming and screen sucking on social media over fostering meaningful connections let me tell you if you think going out for a meal with your family and you're all on the phone if you think that's quality time you're mistaken that is not quality time you're better off being on your own but anyway so this life paradox reminds us to reassess our priorities and recognize the significance of the intangible aspects of our lives while material possessions can bring temporary ple- pleasure or convenience it is our physical and mental health and relationships that truly shapes our overall well-being and contribute to a fulfilling and meaningful meaningful existence by acknowledging their importance and investing time and energy and their preservation and enhancement, we can strive for more balanced, and more balanced and enriched life. Now, if you follow the steps I shared above, they're very simple, very straightforward. And start exercising, start eating well. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, your life will change. Your life will improve. Let me repeat this. If you follow the steps I shared, start exercising eating well I guarantee you your life will change for the better before I finish let me just leave you with one question have you considered how your lack of action your complacency is impacting people who depend on you and look up to you for guidance and support going to ask you again have you considered how your lack of action and complacency Is impacting the people who depend on you, the people that love you, that look up to you for guidance and support. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Hero Show. I hope you gain valuable insights. Please like and comment and please share this. Remember, self-development isn't about changing who you are, it's about becoming a better version of yourself. It is never too late to change and the best is yet to come.